You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. It's the Nick Batterat Show. 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 Nick Batterat. Nick Batterat. Nick Nick Batterat. It's Nick Batterat. It's Nick Batterat. It's the Nick Batterat Show. Welcome to the Nick Batterat Show. Nick Batterat cannot make it this week. He's out having dinner. So, filling in today is me, Don Lunch. That's right, Don Lunch here. And you know why they call me Don Lunch? Because, well, I'm the uh, product of uh, Gary and Denise Lunch. And uh, they named me Don. Uh, But you know what? I also love having lunch. And having lunch with me on the show today is Cara Buller. Hi, Cara Bowler. Hi, Don. Good to be here. Nice to be here with you. It is. I don't know why I just said it's good to be here. Like, there wasn't... I meant to compliment you or show gratuity, and I just sort of said, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I'm happy about this location. I am so happy about the table (laughs) and the albums on the wall. I'm going to ignore that woman to my left. Hi. Oh, that's... uh, That's... uh, That's Denise. (laughs) Denise. That's the name that she's been giving. Denise, how is everything today? Wonderful. <laughs> Isn't she a joy? Denise, did you have lunch today? No, She hasn't had lunch yet. It's almost three. I don't know why. Nick's having a very early dinner, so I don't know why he's having dinner. Uh, but uh, listen, you know, you're a comedian. You're from Chicago. You live in New York City, and you own three hens? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> No, you're, and see, now you're yes anding me. And they're well taken care of <laughs> in my L.L. Bean boat and tote. L.L. Bean! Little shout out. Um, Cara, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I, do you ever listen to this show? No. No one does. Uh, but one day somebody will. They'll find this in the archives of, of Pod's past. They'll be like, <laughs> Pod's, that was a hot fad. <laughs> that was hot fad right before... Uh, Oh, Gremlins were popular. Do you know what Gremlins are? No. It's where you, uh, you, it's a virtual, it's a tube. It's a virtual reality tube where you transcend everything you're doing in your entire life to someone's phone and they just watch you. They're, they spend their whole life watching your whole life. I want to die right now <laughs> hearing that. I don't like, I don't like that kind of talk. Do you like Periscope? No. You don't like Periscope. What is that? Periscope is uh, you. You basically you watch everyone what they're doing. You go to you go to like uh, Twitter. I don't. I don't like any. I don't like this talk. You don't. Like- I don't like any. <laughs> I don't like the, these layers of unreal. Or like you know. But come we're, on. We're getting real far away. You never take from, a picture of your food from the land. We're getting real yeah, far away from the dirt and the flowers and the feelings. The Amish were right. The Amish had it. Denise, are you Amish? I'm Jewish. Jewish, same thing, right? It's all religion to me. Um, Cara, thank you for being here today. Every time I'm not sure what to say next, I'm just going to say thank you for being here today. Gratitude. We're going to start. We bring it back to gratitude, you know? So, so let's order lunch. Let's have lunch. Uh, what are you going to order? Well, Don, I'm pretty good. You're good. You just ate lunch. Yes. Ah, yep. God damn it. Well, I'm going to have. I'm going to have a lasagna salad. I think that sounds pretty good. Uh, so, uh, Stenise, can you put in an order for one lasagna salad for me? Stenise, are you hungry? Is there something you want? Lasagna. <laughs> you want to, they feel you're copying me. Do you want a lasagna salad or just lasagna? Lasagna sandwich. Lasagna sandwich. All right, yeah. You know what? Uh, there's a lasagna shop down the street. They have all things lasagna. Let's get a couple of those. Now, for an appetizer, how about some conversation? Okay. Let's uh, dig in. Now, I, now you, do you like having lunch with people? No. Do you ever, you don't like having no, lunch with I people. I like to be alone. Are you sort of scared shitless? Yep. Of? <laughs> <laughs> of all things. Of all things. You don't yes. like having lunch with people. No. Is, what is it? 
do you feel <laughs> you insecurities? I ordered meatloaf once at a, at a lunch, and I've been made fun of. Justy Dodge, comedian Justy Dodge. Uh, I had meatloaf, and she's never, never let me forget that I ordered meatloaf for a lunch. I've never been. I've never really thought like too much about what I order. I don't care, but yeah, other people yeah, are like. I, you I will ordered meatloaf. I do not like food shaming at all. You don't like. Food I do shaming. not. Like, you do not comment <laughs> on somebody else's. That is a you. you right. You keep. You zip that lip. You feel those feelings. You don't fucking say shit. We only have about, so much in this I, life, mm -hmm. and so much in our day. And lunch is one of the few pleasures of our day. Amen. And then for someone to sit, I got to be self conscious about what I'm eating now. Come no, on. No. You know? No. Um. Well. Uh. I do lots of ordering in on Seamless. My roommate always, she cooks at home. It's this big Puerto Rican hoopla with like you music. You're dancing as you say this. And, um, I feel like the, the dancing's a little offensive. <laughs> like that's how Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican hoopla was fine. Um, <laughs> okay, it was. By the way, at lunch, which um, I had with, with Nick Vatterot, uh -huh. who's now having dinner. Yeah, um, but, uh, he left that lunch, went straight to dinner. That guy, he's incredible. The metabolism. Yeah, I mean, pounds. he's got that yeah, brain. Yeah. You got to keep feeding it. Um, I, I I did an impression of Lena Dunham, and it was the same. <laughs> it was the, the wavy hand movements. Your impression of Lena Dunham is 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 sort of like an impression of a Muppet. <laughs> Just arms sort yeah, of flapping yeah, yeah. here and well, there. Well, there, there's there's Muppets, and then there's people who are in right. Um, what do you call that? A straight jacket. Straight jackets. Yeah. yeah a straight jacket of shame and fear. Right. That's. <laughs> but you, your impression of Leah Dunham is this, this, because you, your, not that her arms are wiggling everywhere when she talks, but you feel like she's so free to do whatever she wants yeah. because that's this is she's been brought up. She was created in a household that you can encourage in creativity. There's no mistakes. <laughs> There's no such thing as a mistake. It's all creation. Has Leah Dunham ever made a mistake in her life? No. She's ever done anything wrong? No. 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 What are her controversies? I don't know a lot of the, the, the Leah Dunham controversies. Molesting her sister. She, well, but she didn't really, though. She what, put a rock in her pussy, right? I don't know. That's, I, I've never said that word before, and it felt really weird coming out of my mouth, especially <laughs> yeah, well, over lunch. <laughs> rock. Um, she put debris in her vagina. That's Let's what it was. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that uh, was not really so. People got mad about that. I used to tickle my sister. That's weird for right. me to say right now. But a little tickle, tickle on the. Mm -hmm. I was like five or twelve. Wait, where did you tickle it? Her, 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 her pussy. Her pussy. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, but it was did, a tick, tick, tickle, tickle. That's funny. Did you? Did I, you have? If siblings? I were to be with a woman, uh, which I hope to one day, uh, but if I were to be with a woman, I uh, I do think. Oh. Wait, what's Denise? St Denise is oh, coming that, over. Honey, that's not going to make me funnier. Denise, um. Denise is moving the microphones around. <laughs> yeah. Denise, did we have the microphones wrong? Yeah, I'm talking into my shoe. <clears throat> this this wire is not plugged in. Should it be? Um, we were uh, when kids are kids. There, there's 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 molesting, which is the about the most god awful thing that you can do. Uh, and then there's uh, I don't know. When we were kids, we took our wieners out and showed them to each other. Yes. I, I wouldn't consider that like I don't think we were exposing ourselves to each other. I think we were like, you know, we have penises and we never sh look at them and. We were like five or whatever. Like, what does yours look like? This is what mine looks like. We're just all it, in the garage showing each other our penises because we were just like, this is weird. Um, I don't know. Kids are kids are curious, isn't? And 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 penises are weird. And kids are. But there's there's an innocence to it though. I think with the Leah Dunham thing, like there was there was it wasn't a sexualized thing. I think that's why it's okay because she was just putting a rock in a in a hole in a body. As it, kids are so innocent, they don't even know. Like yeah, I, I I I put a carrot in my ear. I put someone else's booger in my nose. You know, I did a lot of weird <laughs> stuff. But uh, and I think when you tickled your sister, it was just, you're just being goofy. You're just like kids being kids. You don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. Um. Uh. There is a um. Oh, there's something that just said something about something that made me think. Of, oh, here's what it was. The, the there is a. So when Leah Dunham does say something like that, right? There is this, and not all conservatives, but some conservatives, some extreme conservatives, some extreme rights will sort of attack her for doing that, right? And um, I feel it's not so much that they're truly offended by that. It's that they're trying to find something wrong with the left side 
and they're like, oh, you did something wrong, this person who represents the left. Uh, and they sort of like nitpick these sort of things and try to turn it into something. And I never really understand why why attack this whole thing. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner just came out uh, this past week. She came, I, I don't know, is it coming out? I don't know what it is. She's on the cover of this thing, right? And yesterday, Mike Huckabee decides to attack it. I don't understand why. What is, what is the attacking? What is the, I thought... Uh, I thought uh, I thought Christians like were like we shouldn't you know we don't like when people are mean to people but that's not being nice you know like why attack the, it's not even a political platform he's just like sort of trying to be like trying to get a dig into this person I don't understand what what's the draw to that yeah, they're very fear based like the there's a certain segment of Christians that are terrified terrified right, right. Of, of it's not difference. all Christians but it's some Christians right. that decide to be like. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm tired of, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to find anything the left does I can make fun of. I'm going to take an opportunity to make fun of it, even though that's not Jesus wasn't like make fun of everything when you can. Uh, you know, every time you can take another person down a notch, take them down a notch. This is not, I don't know what Bible they're reading. Yep, yep. Have you, are you familiar with the St. Francis of Assisi prayer? Uh, I know he always, he was like the, uh, pigeon woman of saints. Yes, yeah. Lots he always of, had all these squirrels and yeah, pigeons yeah. And, 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 and cockatoos yeah. and hens all over. Yeah. I think he actually came from a very wealthy, like military-oriented family, or like like an he, army of little tiny animals. What you, like, what do you call that? Like, in back then, well, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get real vague historical? right now. Historical. Back before now, <laughs> history. People with weapons and money. Uh, he came from one of those families, right? Right. That were aristocrats or of uh, sure. some. Oh, you know, highfalutin. they were highfalutin. The Kardashians of the 1600s. Sure. Yes. And then he was like, no. No, no, no. I want to find out who I really am. Nice. And I'm going to go walk in the woods for a really long time. He, Leah Dunham did. He, is that what she's doing? Didn't she come from a highfalutin thing? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, but is she walking in a woods? Mm, aren't we all? Of sorts? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he journeyed. He decided uh -huh. to journey. To, and this is like, this is a recurring theme, right? Uh, okay. Siddhartha did this or the Buddha. Um, this is like, who else? Uh, T.J. Miller did this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did I just... <laughs> He walked into the woods. Well, he came from he came from landed gentry, and then he is walking in the woods. I don't know. We're all we're he's all. Take, he's he's found a uh, he's 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 trailblazing his own path. Did you see his acceptance speech? Yes, the it's the yes. greatest thing I've ever yes. seen in my life. Yeah, folks, do yourself a favor. Watch T.J. Miller's what what is it? The Critics' Choice Award. Yeah, he's 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 decided to walk in his in his own woods, and people are like, "Oh, you can walk that way in the woods? I didn't know that." It's amazing watching the other celebrities watch him do that on the and seriously look up the video and watch it. People are like, "Oh, you can have fun with everything? You can we don't have to take it too seriously?" It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that guy, the confidence. I want to say that I've been <laughs> I've been I've been researching confidence like only a deeply insecure person would do. Right? Like <laughs> Right? Reading about confidence. Reading about confidence in the privacy of my own home. Right. Uh, making lists about confidence. Which, by I'm, the way, you, you made a list of things that we're uh, talking about today. You, you've launched topics, which I'm very excited about. But I only say that to reinforce that you are into lists. I Yes. I Yeah, right. So I have a list of how people build confidence. Okay. And I would like to know how the uh, Well, Don seems pretty confident. Don's a pretty confident guy. I mean, he ordered fucking lasagna salad. Yeah, it's a confident <laughs> yeah. order. Yeah. Well, wait a second, Don. Well, no, it was Nick who ordered the the meatloaf. Got meatloaf shamed. Yeah, and st is still remembering it a little. Yeah. A, a little bit. A little hurt. A little. Mm, no, don't. No, don't I've talked care. to Nick about it, and he says that he will order meatloaf again. He just was blown away that that was a thing. You know, Nick Vatteran is a type of guy. Nick Vatteran's going bald. He's he's balding, and he used to have very long hair. And he only shaved his head because his baldness bothered everybody else so much he got tired of hearing about it. Ah. He, if it was up to Nick, he would still have thinning Kenny G long hair to this day. With that skinny ponytail Skinny back. ponytail, oh, yeah. thin up top, you know, like, like, uh, you know, like not even bit, like falling apart business up top. <laughs> really lame party <laughs> in the back. <laughs> you know, but he just got tired of listening to people. You should, you should shave your hair. You should cut your hair. If it was up to him, he wouldn't care. But he just got tired. Like if every time Nick ordered meatloaf, 
someone like was like giving him shit about meatloaf, he would order something different just so he could talk about something else besides the meatloaf next time. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, it's about efficiency. Or like, I want to talk about something else. So yeah. to make my life more efficient, we're just right. going to remove this from the topic exactly. list. It bothers uh, other people more than it bothers him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of confidence. Well, um, a lot of the confidence I, just comes from like uh, uh, philosophy, you know, like just just deep, deep sort of like uh, uh, just outlook on, on. It is a very like it's a very comedic absurdist. Absurdism is very like just sort of like the world is ridiculous. Life is truly inherently absurd to have any sort of. To, we put these like social these fears that we have are completely made up you know uh i and, and not to cut you off but i think you're talking about like what is the root of certain confidences it's like it is a sort of an indifference to uh things that don't matter the the true awareness that a lot of things don't matter and uh and to sort of act on that right yeah it, but I'm guessing that your parents, like, you must have grown up in a home where you're like, where your parents are like, yeah, sure, go for that. Or like, yeah, sure, like a very kind of permissive environment. Or like, where you're like, oh, I want to explore this. Okay. Whereas if you had a family that told you no all the time, then your confidence gets uh, sort of taken out from under you. Yeah. yeah. You do need, um, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm writing. I'm actually writing a, a, a movie right now. Yeah, I don't just do lunch. I also, well, you know why I want to, you know why I'm writing a screenplay? Just so I can meet with directors over lunch about my screenplay. <laughs> I, I, I really do think that the screenplay is going to lead to more lunches. That's my, my pure number one motivation for writing it. But it's a screenplay called, it's called Ghost Coach. And the tagline is, do ghosts believe in you? It's... <laughs> It's a whole thing, but I do, and I, and it's, uh, and it's, I, I, you know, the, and the coach is, and the ghost is very encouraging. He, he boosts the kid's confidence, and what? I think that's a. Can you tell me about the the normal world? You know, like the first ten pages. First ten like, pages, first ten pages are pretty much exactly like the beginning of like, uh, uh, like uh, every fucking horror movie that comes out now. Insidious, uh, that's one. What's another one? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of oh, Oculus. I, uh, I don't even know these words. Okay, every, all these movies, all these movies are the same thing. It's a, it's an old like Victorian home. Family just moves into the house, new house. They're always the same. Uh, I even, I think they shoot them all in the same house too. And you, <laughs> and you walk in the front door, these beautiful Victorian doors, and this room to the right, where it's like this study or like a den, and that's like where all the weird stuff happens. Uh, there are all the houses look the same, and then and it's always like okay, so here's the opening. Uh, the opening is like uh, two kids running in playing baseball, you know, and the mom's like, "Hey kids, did you leave any dirt outside?" <laughs> <laughs> right? And the kid like, "Mom, no one around here plays baseball well, you know." And it's like, and then he cut to like, uh, he cuts to like the mom in bed with the dad, and just like, I just think they're having a hard time adjusting, you know. And he's like, "Are you sure you can't coach their little league team?" And he's uh, he's like, "Well, you know, I got this new job. It's why we moved here. I just don't have as much time anymore, you know." And uh, you know, and then it cuts to her, you know, like tucking the kid in. She's like. Um, I don't, I don't like moving here. And it's like, you know, we just have to adjust to change. And then uh, she, she says goodnight. And when she closes the door, uh, it reveals that there is a ghost uh, sitting in the corner all creepily. Black eyes. There's always like super black eyes, right? And, uh, and then it's, uh, it's that weird heart. And then it cuts to something else. It cuts to, uh, uh, you hear a ball going against the, uh, I've really written this movie, by the way. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You you didn't know what you were getting into, right? Uh, and, and it's uh, it's like, uh, but you picture the trailer, right? There's like you hear like the, and it sounds like a ball being thrown against the ground, against the wall, and she's like, Peter, what I tell you about baseball in the house? And then she walks in there, and there's nobody in the room, <laughs> right? It's like every one of these fucking movies, right? And then there's a whole bunch of other shit. So eventually they wind up, oh, this, uh, the, ghost, the ghost shows up, and the ghost just starts firing things at the kid in the room, like poltergeist style. And then the, and then the, the ghost throws a, a, a ball at the kid, and he catches it in the glove. He's like, wow. And he throws the ball back, and the ghost catches it, and he throws it back. He's like, you got some heat. You really got an arm. And he's like, would you want to coach our team? <laughs> And and so the coach, so they so they get the coach, <laughs> they get the coach, 
and the coach writes plays and blood and shit like that. And then there's like there's a scene at the end where like uh, the pitcher gets uh, hurt, and so the ghost coach comes out and starts pitching, and then and the uh, the adult on the other team goes, "You can't do that!" And they're like, "What? What? Because you you say just because she's a ghost, she can't." Uh, the ghost is a little girl, by the way. Because uh, it's creepier. He goes, "What?" Just because she's a coach, ghost, she can't pitch? He's like, no, because she's the coach. <laughs> the coach can't pitch. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, what if I just started pitching? I'm 40 years old. I'm going to start pitching on this kid's team. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the whole thing. Did you know that I was going to get that in detail? I apologize to sort of monopolize the conversation for a moment. But you asked my pitch, and I've been sitting on it for a while. I've been wanting well, to Well, I, I would it. like to read the whole thing, frankly. I would like That's to. That's it. That's all I got. Oh. I get very I just read I just write trailers. I don't write movies. <laughs> uh, but I do think so you think the kids uh, so if you're a parent, give your kids talk to your kids. That's the big uh, ad campaign on the subway right now. Talk to your kids every chance you get. I love that they, 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 that has to be an ad. <laughs> you know? It says it develops their brain. Like, that's your motivation to talk to the kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's been studies about, like, uh, um, upper middle class parents and how many words they're talking to their kids each day and what it's about. Like, Dow Jones Industrial Average and, like, you know, their whatever count, blood count. And then, like, lower income families, like, there's no words. They're just, like... What you fucking doing? Or you know, right. like the the vocabulary, like the the volume, and so you're at a you know, oh boy. You There's see, right now meeting. I feel like I, I came from working poor. So you true. so you <laughs> think? Do you feel like your your parents could have been more oh, encouraging? Jesus. Oh oh lord! <laughs> I mean oh Jesus! <laughs> do you do you and any 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 door I open, you're allowed to close it in my face. Uh, but uh, do you is there things that you're like? I wish they could have been more like an example of where like this is an example they could have been more encouraging. Oh, this is this is, this is something. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I touched on one at lunch with Nick, which is that uh, I couldn't go to the bathroom in my own house. You couldn't go to the bathroom. Uh, in your I own couldn't house. take a shit in my own house when I was a kid. Why? I had to go because my dad would be like, "What the fuck? Who's in the fucking bathroom? Who made it smell bad?" Who's gonna get a fucking you know? <laughs> I like that your dad has never gone to the bathroom. Like he's like like his body is like it, it uses food like the buffalo. Like it, it uses every part of everything. He like like King Jong Il like uses every like doesn't excrete <laughs> uses every single piece of everything that he eats. Yep, yep and he's never yep, excreted. Yep. And it, and he genuinely out of wonderment is like, what is happening in there? What is going on in there? <laughs> oh, I wish it were that innocent. What is that I chair wish. with the water on the bottom? That's the weirdest chair I've ever seen. What is that for? What are yeah. you doing? What is happening? What is that smell? Yeah, it was just confusion, Kara. Your dad was just confused. And when people get confused, they sometimes get angry. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. He, but, but he wouldn't now, but why because he wanted to use the bathroom so he would make fun of you guys for for being in the bathroom because he wanted to be in there yeah also my sister she was a teenager when i was like she was you know seven years eight years older than me mm -hmm. and so like she would be doing her hair and putting on her lip gloss because 1980s and like putting right. her hair and her, her hairbrush in her back pocket and yeah. you know and um and they'd be like what are you doing it you know like and when it was he, anyway, he had his own master bath, so I don't he know. He his own the, bathroom. His own bathroom. So I don't really. And then I was just like, I don't want to deal with that. My dad, right. he had a temper, he had a really bad temper, and I was just like, I don't know. I'll be with my highlights and pooping in my pants. So you my, just poop in your pants. I just poop than, in my pants. See, that's not good under. for confidence. No, no. it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although sometimes when a guy shits on his, his pants in the subway. I sort of admire the confidence of that. Like the like he's just so he's like yeah I'll shit my pants I don't give a shit. You know? it's the, yeah, it's the ultimate. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be okay with myself. It is either a sign of choice. complete like shitting in your pants is either a, it's it's on both sides of the scale of confidence. You either have no confidence or the most confidence to do something <laughs> like that. Like like I don't give a fuck. I'm so confident I will shit my pants and still walk up to you and ask for you for the time. Yeah. Uh, yep. Have Have you ever shit your pants? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. several times. Okay, but it was it was like it was biological. It wasn't like psychological um it was uh, usually a fart a fart gone wrong you know it was always a fart gone wrong you know <laughs> just you, you would try to sneak one out you try to and then all of a sudden it's like Hello. <laughs> i shit my pants at a at a uh, bar in college once you know <laughs> and i went out and i was like you know what i was like i'm gonna make the effort i can't be i can't just be all lunch i tried other meals for a while you know i really am up to three lunches a day People, I have early lunch, regular lunch, and then late lunch. Uh, I don't eat breakfast and dinner. But for a while, I was trying to. I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat breakfast like a real person. So I got up early. I made spaghetti. 
you know i'd never done breakfast i don't know what uh, breakfast food is i don't type cook you know I'll have spaghetti for breakfast. <laughs> shit, right? I don't type cook. So I go and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make an effort. Maybe like a real person. I'm gonna try dating. I'm gonna try to uh, meet a woman. You know, uh, try to find a love of my life. And uh, and I went out to the mall and I bought a, a club shirt, a show, uh, you know, like a going out shirt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, this looks like a shirt that people that take life seriously, like checkered or gingham. It, it was uh, it was like a weird. Uh, it was like a. It was like a really. It was. It was had silver and uh, Ooh, black. Uh, okay, I don't stripes. know where we're going here. And, it, okay. and, the, and the fabric was something out of like a. Um, it looked like something a towel was made out of. Um, <laughs> this sounds horrendous. <laughs> well, see, the, the, I think with a good club shirt, you gotta you gotta roll the dice a little bit. You gotta take a chance. You know, it was a very. It was a shirt that I look back now. I also the the shirt was also uh, way too small for me, but I, I got it at Hot Topic. And uh, and 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 I couldn't find a size on it, and I was like, "Oh, I guess that's how cool this shirt is. It doesn't have a size. <laughs> oh, it's one size fits all." Uh, it turns out the size wasn't in the collar; it was actually like in the shirt tail, and uh, and it was a small, uh, oh, and it was way oh. too so it was way too tiny for my body, and it was made out of towel material, and it was silver and black, and uh, but I was like, "This looks like a cool guy shirt." I looked like an asshole, but I went out to the uh, club. And I'm there, and I got my new club shirt on, and I have the confidence that a new sh- that new clothes can yes. give you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to like not sit in the corner, and 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 and, and I'm gonna go out and talk to you know, just try to like uh, you know woo a woman. Was this Chicago? This is uh, Columbia, Missouri. Okay, this uh, is when you're at college, University of Missouri. Okay. Yeah, and I was there for about a half an hour before uh, I was talking to a girl, and as I was looking her in the eyes, I shit my pants. <laughs> uh, it was a fart that just kind of snuck out, and it just like went bloop, and I was like, J- Jackson Pollock, my you know back pants, and I was like, oh, well, I I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, I think I did that thing where I chugged my beer and was like, up, oh, oh, I need another beer. Uh, and, and she had a full beer, so I was like, hey, do you need one? I only I only offer I I only offer to buy you a beer if you have a full beer because I know you say no. <laughs> Life hack. So I go downstairs to the bathroom and I check myself and I just I mean it was I was done I was done it ruined it would it ruined the whole thing. You can't your your game your game is sort of done for that yeah. night oh, once yeah. you shit your pants. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't, yep. All the perfume and cool socks in the world isn't going to do it. Yeah. You know? yep. um, I had a pant shitting incident. Uh, Bridenstine and Holmes had a, I don't know if they're still living together, but Mike out in LA. Fine comedians, Mike Bridenstine, Mike Holmes, hilarious comedians. Uh, had a party. Mm-hmm. I forget where they let, but I was staying at Hannah Ganson's house. Yes. And I, for some reason, hilarious, she, she, she was a comedian, wonderful. Hannah Ganson. Love, love Hannah. And uh, so I, I was driving home after the party, reflecting back, you know, because I know these guys for like 10 years or something. Yeah. I've changed and I got sober. And, you know, life, you know, it's been pretty good. <laughs> 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 I sound like the 405. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, and just, just, you made it rain brown. Uh, yeah. Just right downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Life's pretty okay. Do you think there was a part of your body that's like, life is okay, and you got the confidence the to confidence, shit your pants? The confidence, that might have been, I had, I had transferred, uh, you know, I'm really a big into Joseph Campbell and the journeys that we take and the hero's journey and, okay. and how we go, for, you know, it's creation and destruction and it's we're constantly changing right. and going from, via one rites of passage to another we're, we're into different zones oh. so I entered into a different zone right. that night and, right. then, and then shit my pants <laughs> as, as the rite of passage or as as the ritual uh. Uh, then I had to go back to Hannah's and like take my pants off and, like, you went back why didn't you where were you driving to I was driving back to Hannah I was staying at Hannah's uh, that was my overnight I was sleeping on her couch uh, and that's like, the worst when you're staying like at somebody else's girls house. and we're like putting on perfume and like oh Hannah can I use your bathroom to a uh, Wash out my shit pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, oh. I love, I love that you grew up in a house where you had to shit your pants because your dad wouldn't let you use the bathroom. Years later, Hannah uh, welcome you, and you're like, "Hey, make yourself at home." And you're like, "Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you truly did. You shit your pants just like, For old just like the old sake. days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ah, I feel like I'm home again. Hey, will you, will you not let me use the bathroom and shame me?" Uh, and whittle down my confidence uh, as we uh, as I stay here. Uh, that's a real bummer. Uh, well, uh, Joseph Campbell, what the fuck is that? 
Uh, he's the guy who wrote the, um, Hero with a Thousand Faces. I don't know that. that inspired, it's is like that a classic. zine? What is that, a Tumblr? Yeah. It's a Tumblr. It's, it, <laughs> no, he's, he took all of, um, oh, God, Carl Jung's ideas. A lot of Carl Jung's ideas. Cool. More people of, I don't know. Okay. Oh, Nick. Okay. What, <laughs> help me out here, I know Denise. Pete Rose. Um, How does this relate to Pete Rose? He's a baseball player. He went on a hero's journey. Is Joseph Campbell an uh, an author? He's an he's a professor. From what era? What year? He wrote in the fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. He died in nineteen eighty eight. Okay. And so, but basically, Star Wars or a lot of filmmakers like it's that is the template. Uh, Is the hero the hero is in one land and then gets a call uh like something? Are they going to go on the journey or are they not? Are they going to be a coward or are they going to be a hero? They make the decision. They make the decision to go on the journey. Uh-huh. And there's usually a mentor or right. somebody who's along usually the way. Usually happens page uh, 18. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The mentor. They're in the new world. Mm-hmm. After 10 page 10, you you exit old right. world. You're you're entering into a new world. Yeah. There'll be trials and, and tribulations. Be forever you'll by be, the end of this journey. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So his idea that we're all, if you say yes, you know, we're all constantly going on these journeys. But he and so and he talked about this more than just uh, for a rules of uh, storytelling, but as life to live. Right, that myths are our guides, and a culture needs a myth. A culture needs stories and origin uh-huh. stories and ways to make sense. Yeah. Of, and it gives you courage. Or right. it's like, oh, my elders, and they're usually, they're metaphors. Right. You know, there's always, you know, these like, oh, there was a pretty maiden who was tempted by a snake, and the snake uh-huh. said, I will give you, you know, the most beautiful da-da-da. You know, that's like right. fairy tales. I mean, these sort of myths that lots of cultures have. He, he studied them throughout a variety of cultures. Okay. He was like an ethnographer. And sort he found of. these these truths to be uh, uh, in, in, in all of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And yeah. then you apply this to your life. What's your adventure right now? What is your hero's journey, Cara Buller? Oh. To not shit your pants? <laughs> yes, that one is, that is constant. Um, oh, my salad's here. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. I'm just going to eat this while you okay. keep talking. Okay. Boy, they don't, they don't, they're not chintzy with the lasagna on this lasagna salad. Is chintzy a, a derogatory Ethnic word? Slur. Is, chintzy a, is chintzy a derogatory word? I take no offense. If it doesn't bother Stanis, then who can it possibly bother? <laughs> All right, what's your hero's journey? Oh, Nick, this is real downer time. Oh. My mom, I think, oh, here's what it is. I'm losing my mom, right? Mm-hmm. She's talking crazy, asking if I was Irish. She asked if you were Irish. Yeah, we're Norwegian. Come on, Ma. She knows that. Well, okay, she doesn't know that anymore, you know. Now Uh, she has Alzheimer's. Yes. And she's so sweet about it. Now, tell me, Cara, how did we meet? Was it was it nursing nursing training? Oh no! How you? you and her met? Yeah. Oh man. Well, we go back a ways, Mom. <laughs> yeah, you're the first person I met. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a bummer. The long goodbye is yes. what you, you recently in a stand-up routine talk because you're st- you're talking about this in your stand-up. How do people react to this? Is it too sad? Do they find the humor in it? Have you found the humor in it? Oh, I found the humor in it because you're talking yeah. about it on stage, which is. Uh, it's got to be a little bit of a um, uh, therapeutic to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think it hits other people that are going through the same things with family members. It might be therapeutic for them to hear that. What have you found is the comedy from it? From, from a very tragic and, and sad thing. Well, um, hmm, what's funny about it? Like, What are you what talking about it on stage? What was... Uh, well, it was t- there was a sexting joke. I mean, because... <laughs> 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 it just comes down to sexting bits. I, well, I mean, I spent so many, so much time sexting. Right. That life—that's the the bucket in which life happens. <laughs> sexting the bucket. Uh, I was sexting a lot. I was dating a sex addict, and boy, did they like to sext. The, a sex addict? Yeah. Right. The, yeah, now was, this is this is taking your mind off. The, this has nothing to do with the Alzheimer's in your mom, right? Well, yeah, but but I was sexting with a sex addict, but I still have the mom. You know, it's like this right. is how life is. Right. That you've got you've got a couple things going on. So you'll have a conversation with your mom, and then you'll be getting these sexts during the conversation. <laughs> Jeez, those are the juxtaposition of uh, yeah, that's weird. But that but that's Joseph. Kim- I mean, creation and destruction. Right. My mom. We're losing my mom, and maybe I'll make a baby with a sex addict. <laughs> Not a good idea. 
but you know, but d- 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 you don't sure, know. Sure, the you end, don't know. Be, be beginning in the you know like the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, yes. Um, uh, the the end of one journey, the beginning of another. Um, yeah, you can't have creation without destruction. Right. So, right. do you? How do you? It, that is hard. When someone now, how your your mom's in early stages of this. Uh, mm-hmm. when, that's got to be tough when she says, how do I know you? That's got to like break your heart. Uh, is she like that all the time? Or there's just like flashes or episodes of this? There's every now, like that's a very extreme. That, well, there, yeah. there's what they call it, the twilighting. Like when the sun goes down right. or sundowning, like uh-uh, things get real wacky. Yeah. But during the day, oh, it's just lots of, and where are you now, Car? And, and you're in New York? Yeah. And, yep, I'm in New York. And how's and like she asked the same three questions over and over again. Right. And how's your father dealing with it? Oh god. Is he taking it well? You're making the best that he can of it. He's my dad's from Kansas and he's got this like farmhouse mentality and at one point he declared that we will not be talking about this anymore. Oh, so I should delete discussion. this from the podcast. <laughs> this never happened. Oh, but he oh, as far as like um getting my mom fixed or getting meds or like my mom like didn't want to admit it or talk about it. Right. And it was almost benevolent of him. Like he was like we will we're going to put this to bed. She's just got What did he, he use the term like farmhouse killing or something? Or like farmhouse, or no, just a like farmhouse death where you just, the family takes care of it. You don't need the doctors. Ah. You know what I mean? Like this is our own private thing. <laughs> farmhouse death has a different connotation to it. Like the horse <laughs> broke its leg and, you know, like uh, there's a shotgun involved. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, part of me is a little afraid like, that there might. That, is that what you mean? I, you mean just, we'll, we mean it's our own private business and not, we're not bringing other people on in. <laughs> You don't mean like, well, it was a good dog, oh, yeah. <laughs> Part of me is a little worried. Like, I'm with my sister. I talk about, do you think dad would ever right. like a double? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever talked to your dad about how he wouldn't let you shit? No. Oh, God, no. What would no. you do when he would find out you shit your pants? Would he ever find this out? Because I feel like that wouldn't he? That's got to be a thing as a father. Like, I'm not. I could maybe make different decisions as a father. If my decisions are causing my daughter to shit her pants. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my, he's actually like a really good guy. My mom told him when I graduated from college that I had concerns about how he had raised me, that I felt damaged by him. And he wrote me a handwritten letter. I'm going to start crying right now. He wrote me a hand, yeah. presented with me when I graduated with a handwritten letter apologizing for how he behaved wow. and saying that he, you know, he's not a perfect guy and he didn't do the best he could and he he's had no idea he was causing me so much harm wow and that he does apologize that's very and then you know well you know that's the thing with adults uh you know they're humans trying to figure out what parenting is you know and who knows what how his parents treated him that he might have caught a bad habit, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he might have never been able to pee or poo in his entire life, <laughs> and that's and he's kind of taking that out on you. The sexting, a sex addict, <clears throat> sex addict. What isn't everybody a sex addict? Do no, you that a lot? no, no. I have a coin in my pocket. Do you know that I, I'm a, I'm a recovering sex addict? You're a recovering and sex got, addict, I've and you a get a coin, coin for you that. Get a coin. <laughs> wow, I, I got to recover from being a sex addict. I got no coins. I totally love a coin. Have you ever accidentally put your uh, sex coin in a uh, in a telephone? And you're like, ah, that was my good sex coin. What does a sex coin represent? It's uh, it indicates the number of years that you've had without sex, without unsober sex. How, with, number of years? Do you have one coin for every year? Yeah, my sponsor sends me. And a we coin get five each bucks. Year. You get to go. <laughs> get to go buy a vibrator or something. Um, sex, sex, and, and folks, sex addiction is no laughing matter. That being said, uh, <laughs> it is like the least sympathetic of all the afflictions, you know, like when people are like, you know, like uh, abuse alcohol, they're like, yeah, well, you know, that, 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 that there's an abusiveness that comes with it. And, and people are like marijuana addiction and people are like, nah, is that really a thing? You just sleep a lot and don't have a job. But sex addiction is like, there's a, there's, do you feel like there's a lot of like no, non, not a lot of sympathy? Oh yeah. 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 And they don't believe it. Right. Or just like you said, you're like, everyone's a sex addict. Right. But like you sit in these rooms and you hear these stories and you know, my own story is pretty like, oh, honey, why are you doing that? Right. <laughs> like, oh, why are you? Yeah. There's, there's, I think for some people, like, just to, just to have the luxury of sex addiction, you know, <laughs> like, like, like some guys that'll be like, <laughs> 
be like, yeah, I was up to nine women a week. Like, really? I'm right. like two a year. Yes. Like, yes. And I'm doing the best yes. that I can. Yeah. The the Bill, do you know who Bill W is uh-uh. in, in AA? He's the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay. He was like the one who, like, for whatever reason, he just had a wicked case of alcoholism and was like, I've had enough. He had like visions or right. like he was like, I know I'll write a book about this and right. I'll start a little group because I'm about to die. I'm going insane. And so he created Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. And our in, in the fellowship I'm in, I can't say the name of it for legal reasons, right. but whatever. Um, we'll just call it the fellowship of the ring. <laughs> okay. So our guy is rich and it was 1976. He was getting so much. It, it, the Alcoholics Anonymous has like a big book, right? With all these stories in it. Right. And we have a book with all our, with this guy's story in it. He was so hot getting laid all the time like just couldn't he it was like Rebecca approached me again and then Caitlin came up to me and I had to tell Susan no or like he's like having to fight off all these like women in order to maintain his sobriety and it's like I just feel like God chose or that was the perfect the universe perfect storm you know that this guy had had enough he was he couldn't live with himself the way that he was like treating these women and treating himself it's so it's a hard thing to feel sympathy for this guy it's a little bit of the equivalent of the cat calling situation where a lot of guys don't understand why the cat calling because they were like a guy's never gotten a compliment in his life yeah just walking yeah, down the street yeah. so they have they, they, they it's hard for like a lot of guys to understand why it's uh you know uh that aggressive behavior is is uh irritating yeah you know it, uh, it, it, it is a it, it's it's like cat calling and sex edition are the plights of the beautiful, you know, like, uh, or that's how a lot of people look at it. That's why I feel like victims of these things, you know, have a hard time expressing why it's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm working sympathy, on a screenplay about a female sex and love addict. And I'm like, how do I explain to people how bad this is? Like, right. so this is terrible. I have her have sex with an overweight radio morning show host. <laughs> like, or an obese, you know, like that's terrible, right? Or like right. that she, I mean, but it's like she. That, that is I, your low point. That That I, is your, that is your drinking gasoline uh, smoking banana peels, low point of the sex edition. The the uh, the <laughs> like the <laughs> the just man cow overweight morning show DJ. Or you go? Because I got a body for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I feel bad that I have to like you, you know, to sort of exploit somebody's human, their their body type, like to show how degrading. But this this is actually something I do. Because now you're being offensive to other people that are overweight and being like, I'm I'm your low point because you're you're body shaming me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But for, we're doing the best to talk about this, so bear with us. Uh, you, you know, it's more the DJ being offensive yes, than anything yes, else. Yes, yes, yes. No offense to DJs yeah, out yeah, there, his... but let's just say we're going to offend everybody here. Yeah. Uh, and that was like, this was your low point, or this is a low point from someone else you were In the about? screenplay. I, like, the for screenplay, me, right. For me, I did, I did do things. You did yeah. the equivalent of a morning show DJ. Yes, yeah. Which is what, a concession stand shift leader? I don't know. I, now I'm scared to say. Maybe... <laughs> I, I... You don't have to say. Okay. Uh, but um, but in the screenplay. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. But that that I'm trying to show like what are the consequences? Like how bad is it? Right. You know, you're having sex with people you don't even really want to have sex with. You're just having sex, and then you feel like shit about yourself, and you got to eat a lot of bad food. Right. And then you feel, and then you got to do more drugs, and you got to like, and you're just. I, but to me, that still sounds kind of fun. Right. <laughs> like just eating uh, and fucking and smoking and drinking and drinking to make up for the smoking and smoking to make up for the fucking and eating for make up for the smoking yeah. and. Yeah, so how do you show, like, the darkness of the mind? You know what I mean? That's Where what does it get to be a problem? Because you don't want to, you just feel like I'm being with too many people. You don't want to live. I mean, it's like you That's just a problem. <laughs> Is it, there's yeah. a self-hating afterwards. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Then there's the insanity of, say, you know, doing something over and over again expecting different results. Like, you keep thinking you're going to get high. You can't. At some point, you can't get high anymore. Right. Like, you can't get the hit anymore. And that's when you start Oh, that's right. the bad. Right. That's that's the bottom. What yeah. is uh, what is your mindset for a sex addict as far as relationships go? I mean, can you be a sex? Can you be a monogamous sex addict, or you, is is the addiction more just having sex with different people? Well, in recovery, are you if you're a recovered sex addict? You yeah. mean, um Well, then you you have like a relationship plan, like in our program they have you know you have right. a plan. I have a dating plan. Like okay. my first dates are two hours, and. And, and then you're gone? And the- <laughs> Just so you don't fall into uh, the come up for a nightcap? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And I don't kiss on the first date or the uh-huh. second date, uh-huh. according to the plan. 
and right. um, yeah. And so it's all very slow because like addicts, like they move really fast or they're like, they need to get their hit, you know? Right. And now, now, oh, go ahead. I can't have sex unless I'm in a committed and monogamous relationship. Right. So uh, do you tell first dates this? Do they know about this thing? No, that's on my plan that I don't talk about. Right. Like, because guys, obviously, when they hear sex addict, they're like, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I got a real female David Duchovny on my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then aren't they some sort of sometimes weirded out that they don't get a kiss on the first date? A lot of guys will take a no kiss on the first date. Not that it, not that it guys are ever, you know, are ever owed a first kiss. But a lot of guys not getting a first kiss will assume that there's maybe a, la- a, 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 a there's no connection. You, you're not in that. That you're not into him. Yeah, I try to. If I am, like, I try to assure that, like, I had fun. You know, yeah. I'm sorry I don't kiss on the first date. Like, right. And I, I have a lot of shame saying that, or like, I'm a yeah. weirdo. I right. have rules. But I think I read that th- there's like more stuff out there now in the universe that more girls aren't doing that, or like it's it's suggested that you don't get physical on right. the first date, like just to, you know, keep it casual. Um. And um, how, how are we doing on time? Denise! You have uh, 15 more minutes. We got 15 more minutes. Oh, man, the microphone just oh, fell over. That was close. Um, is there any sex? I guess you can't. I mean, can, now I want to, like, ask, probably breaking the cardinal rule, <laughs> any awesome sex stories from your group? <laughs> I guess you can't do that. Oh, my God. There was Is there a way a... to talk about it where you wouldn't be, like, uh, yeah. breaking oh, yeah. any rules? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, well, the most uncomfortable thing was when a guy shared that he likes them young. Real young. And, and what does that mean? I mean, is he? He's in the wrong class. He needs to be. In a <laughs> yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But we do try. There is such a thing as um, a sex addict who's also a, a pedophile. You know, and yeah. they we leave the door open for them. You hate murderers. I was. I spent like maybe. 45 minutes one night reading it's on the state of texas website all the last statements the final statements from the death row the people that were about to be executed uh-huh. it um well you could read their synopsis their right. cv of right. what um you know what they did for a living how old they were their race the crime that they committed uh-huh. uh, the meal that they chose their bio their bio and <laughs> have their comedy clip right. and then um and then they had their final statements um so many of them were like i'm really sorry for what i did right like i i'm so sorry to the family of denise jenkins and right. tommy wall blah, blah. Yeah. like what and it like um i'm a different person now and i like my heart like i just fucking i mean it was a lot to take in because i i mean part of me i have like a temper right death wait <laughs> Death row last statements was a lot to take. <laughs> That's about as heavy as a thing that you could read. I, what do you think it would be a light reading? <laughs> I tell you what, it really, you know, it, it really impacted me in some way. You'd be a cold person to read this. And be like, ah, it's like reading a menu. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, there was also one. There, I was reading like thirty or fifty of them. Then there was one that was like, yeah, I didn't do this crime. I'm wrongfully like our system wow. is fucked up. And up to the very and I, up end. to the very end, That's he was like, creepy. "I did not do this." Right. And uh, and and prosecuting attorney um, Sam Sam whatever knows it, and like it was like chilling yeah, because absolutely chilling. we are executing sure. wrongfully convicted people. Well, that's why that's why Don Lunch's take on capital punishment is uh, just uh, I don't know. I always feel that uh, capital punishment one. Uh, you might be killing people that didn't do it. And two, I feel life in prison is more of a punishment than death. Uh, that sounds way ter- way more terrible to me to be uh, to have a life a life sentence than than to, than to be killed and I'd have to fucking sit in a jail cell for sixty more years. But don't you think it, so? You're interested in punishing, and you're interested in making things terrible for someone who did something terrible. I'm saying if we this this is me going if we're going to punish people as a way to keep other people from doing this from that point of view i feel like between those two choices i feel like the life sentence is a bigger punishment mm, mm-hmm. but you're saying we shouldn't punish serial killers we shouldn't punish murderers we should just give them lunch <laughs> 
Pretty much. No, what do you you because you you I feel like you were alluding to like there is a third alternative. Yeah, yeah, which is rehabilitation, which is understanding and which is healing, like ad- yeah. addressing that a rage or that the uh, you know a lot of these people have like fucked up issues and sure. spirituality and nurturing them and nature is going to help them a lot more and help us a lot more than being punitive and putting them in solitary confinement, which just makes monsters. Yeah, like it is horrific what happens in solitary confinement. Yeah. So I'm for a Norwegian approach, which is... Well, what's their way? Uh, well, You're is, Norwegian, right? I, I'm Norwegian-American. How much yes. How much Norwegian are you? 50%. My mom is 100%. 100% or Norwegian? Yeah. What's your other half? Uh, German. German and Norwegian? Yes. But, so... That's... Uh, I like that. <laughs> you, hey, hey Stinnies! What are you? Syrian? She's Syrian. 100%? 50 50. 50. <laughs> she's 50 50 Syrian. I mean, she's on the fence if she's Syrian or not. She doesn't even know if she's Syrian. Thank you, Stanise. I am Syrian. Uh, you said you were 50 50 about it. So, uh, What's Don? Don? 100% lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, what is the Norwegian? What is the Norwegian? Well, right now in Norway, I think they're really into rehabilitation Mm -hmm. and nature, exposure to sunlight, exposure, like more freedoms, more dignity, giving them more dignity. But do they let them back out into the world? Eventually, yeah. Like this guy who went crazy, who's the guy who he, it was like a mass murderer. The island shooting? He'll be released back in in about six months or so. No. No, they don't do long. um, But isn't it the victim's families are the biggest proponent of keeping them off the streets? You know, it's not the average person that has a huge impassioned take on it. It's, it's the victims' families that are always say this. I, I, you know, somebody you killed somebody uh, some odd years ago, and I don't know the story behind. It, and I'm like, should this guy go free? Like, I don't know. I don't really know the details. I don't. I should. I don't. But if you know someone who's like, you always hear like this person. Uh, you know, uh, will be like released when they're 66. You know. I mean, Jesus. We could talk about the what is it? The ribbon, red ribbon, the fake, the the black market website. The guy just went down. Oh yeah, he, Silk Road, Silk Road. Silk Road. He's doing life, life in prison, uh, because his illegal black market uh, drug website. His the drugs that he sold led to deaths. Like twenty six deaths. Twenty six deaths yeah. from the drugs that he sold. So therefore, he, he's getting life in prison. Uh, and I feel, uh, and you ask me, does that guy, does that guy get life in prison? You know, there's, there is a part of me that list that is, you know, will, will entertain the argument of, well, he didn't like maliciously try to kill anybody. You know, there's a whole other thing where they said that he tried to hire someone and, and hit man. And then people don't know if that's true or false or not, but that's not what he was convicted of. He was convicted of. You know, the reason he got the life in prison is because he sold illegal drugs. They were very easy to get, and this is what led to the deaths. And if you were to ask me, does uh, setting up a, a underground website to sell drugs, you know, should, that, should the punishment be life in prison? You know, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. But the victim's families are like, fuck yeah, it's life in prison. You know, he directly led to the, it's the victim's families, I feel, that, that, that want the life in prison. But, but they're but, the ones that are also experiencing a high amount of emotion an emotion is not to be trusted. And when I think when it comes to meeting out right. punishment, that that right. is very dangerous. Sure I recently evicted my roommate right. because um, I was very emotional. You evicted your roommate? I evicted my roommate. How, I, lo- how long was your roo- have you been roommates for? Three years. And you, how long ago did you evict her? Uh, Monday. <laughs> and, and why did you evict her? Because and you had always gotten along? We'd always gotten along. Uh-huh. And, and you evicted her. I evicted her. How do, you, how do you evict a roommate? You send them notice of termination of tenancy. I sent an email saying that it's... <laughs> I researched Do you this. mail it to her? I email... <laughs> it's got I your address. It to her door. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this just came in the mail. And you just hand... Uh, well, there's no postage on this. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And what was, the ter- what was the reason for eviction? Uh, about a month ago, she informed me that her parents would be visiting for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, I made some phone calls about it. And people were like, well, you can, you know, take some time away or you can, you know, just be friends, you know, just see how it goes. Yeah. It didn't go well. I ended up. Did they come? They came. And they stayed for two weeks? Yeah. And how was it? 
and I I lost my mind. Like at first I was like I I there was a I couldn't use the bathroom. I need to get to a appointment. You're back to not using the bathroom like, again. Ba- yes, yes, uh, yes. Car, I'm gonna buy you a bathroom. And I <laughs> buy a bathroom. You can use whatever you want. <laughs> I'll call it Uber Pooper. It's a little app on your phone. Uber Pooper will show up. You can hop in, take a dump, and just and feel and just get the confidence of knowing that you went in the right oh spot. My God, that's what I need. That's yeah. what I need. Yeah. So they stay. What kind of things would they do to drive you crazy? Well, I just needed the bathroom. It was mostly bathroom. I want to go to the fucking bathroom. And, and the whole family would be in there. Yeah. <laughs> pooping family style. Everyone I was like, all cool about pooping. Must be nice. And then I just lost my shit. You're out of here. All cool about pooping. So you, did you say to her, I had roommates. I, 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 my, my family came to visit me. And there was that, that, that thing of like, well, do I invite my family to stay at my house? And I, I didn't. I didn't do that because of exactly what you're talking about. I felt like I didn't want to do that to my roommates. And it wasn't two weeks. It was even a few days. But I just felt like really everybody would be a lot more comfortable. You know, and I, I found a cheap hotel that was right by my uh, uh, apartment. And it was a really nice hotel. And I just think I think it was better for everybody. I, You know, I think my family had a better time than living in, you know, on the couch of our dirty apartment and stuff. And uh, two weeks is a long time. Did you say, hey, I'm not comfortable with them staying here? Or were you like... I'm going to give it a chance. My, I, um, I was upset about it. My, my sponsor had me write up the whole inventory thing. Mm-hmm. She read it over and she was like, oh, I think that you can just be of service to them. Just smile, be friendly, make it a nice day for them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Really? Two weeks? All right. I kind of, whatever my sponsor said, she's, you know, helped me for like 10 years stay yeah. sober. So I'm yeah. like, well, she knows what she's talking about. Right. So this is the lesson learned that my gut told me this is not going to go well. Uh, and I didn't listen to my gut. And I ended up. You know. How did your roommate and how were her folks? Were they nice? They were, were they super weird? nice. Oh, also, like they all like were cooking meals together and drinking wine together. And the dad was super friendly and the mom was super nice. And like, <laughs> I think that was a little hard for me to see. It was too much joy. Too you would have liked a little conflict. Yeah. You would like her dad to be yelling at her. Yeah. You know? And so it truly felt like family. <laughs> yeah, this, I didn't know what this was, but this was weird. Now, was it uh, was it like a surprise breakup out of nowhere? How did she take this eviction notice? Oh, not well. Or like, uh, I mean, and I and I feel bad about it because yeah. I that's a my friends car that's kind of extreme. But isn't the you would ha, you had a great three years? The two weeks were over. She's not going to have them back again next week. Don't you think the the storm was done? And you're back into clear to, waters. There, in when roommate land, there's a code of there's a a, a respect that I like to have like in two a, weeks and I felt like yeah. she took advantage of my kindness mm. and it was I, I think you know they have they talk about how you can uh, ask for forgiveness you can beg for forgiveness mm-hmm. or it's easier to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission I think she was scared to ask for permission you just would have liked her to ask yes that's, that's all it. you want that's all I want she asks it's a different situation hey yep. do you mind I know it's a lot but They'll yeah. be cooking food. They'll get you wine. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, Brian Grazer. Do you know who he is? He's, Brian you, Are you familiar? You, you'll be having lunch with him. Oh, yeah. Don. Brian Grazer. Brian Grazer. We're having lunch uh, next lunch day. Awesome. Awesome guy. He's uh, He directed Backdraft, uh-huh. uh, Beautiful Mind. Oh, he's, yeah. like, he's Ron Howard's partner. But he has this new book out about, uh, it's called A Curious Mind. It's uh-huh. all about how he's, uh, curiosity is his business approach. Sure. So if he's mad at you as an employee, and he's like, I'm just curious. Let's explore why, you know, you didn't arrive at that meeting uh-huh. in Santa Monica. On time, you know. Right. I'm just wondering what was going on for you there. Like that's like he'll, his. He'll go down he'll, there. He'll like his attitude is more like exploration, or or he says with Ron Howard, he always asks him like, what, "How do you feel about calling Russell Crowe?" He won't be like, "I want you to call call Russell Crowe." Mm-hmm. Like he says that when you're you're curious, it gives people dignity. It gives them the opportunity to say no. Ah, right. And um, and he didn't get. She didn't give me the opportunity, the dignity yeah. of choice. Mm. I guess it is. It's a, there is a huge, your, your house is sort of your safe place, you know? And if you don't feel respected there or you feel like an uncomfortable there, I mean, have you, the worst scenario I have is, is talking to buddies that go, I hate my job and I hate my roommates at home. And like when your safe place is the subway ride between the two, <laughs> you really got to reorganize the whole thing. Uh, we, yeah, I, you know what? I just finished my lunch. And so you know what that means? It's time to get the fuck out of here. Um, but uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I had fun. 
I did too, Don. Did you enjoy it at all? I, did you have any fun at all? Like, um, definitely for about five minutes, it was like cool. Yeah. Well, I'll edit this down to just those five minutes <laughs> so to misrepresent this past hour. Um, Cara yeah. Bowler, yeah. can people find out about you in any way, shape, or form? Nope. Do you? Have, you don't do. You don't do. Uh, what is it? You don't do I, Periscope. I don't. I don't know what that is. I, I do Twitter. I do. You're on Twitter. What's your I Twitter? I have a handle? website. Cara Bowler. Cara Bowler. K A R A B. U L L E R. Yeah. It's spelled like it like you pronounce it. <laughs> yep. And you have a website? Yes, carabowler.com. Carabowler.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, those are on the internet? Yes. Now what if I just have Ethernet? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much thank for you, uh, Nick. Uh, 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 Don, Don. Listen, okay. Sorry. I'll tell Nick thank you. Okay, but thank Nick's you. listening, so Nick will, and Nick, thank you too for letting me hop in today. Check out the Nick Vatterot show. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. There's a lot of episodes in the past and maybe some more in the future. And uh, check out Nick Vatterot has an album out on Comedy Central Records. It's called For Amusement Only. You can find it on iTunes, and uh, I think if you have Ethernet, you can. E- I think you can only get it on Ethernet, which is very odd. Uh, but thank you very much, and hey, I can't wait to eat lunch again. <laughs>